Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. Uh, it's an emergency podcast. Urban Meyer is now an NFL head coach. It's me, Ryan Wilson, joined by John Breach. In case you're wondering, Will Brinson, and I'm not making this up, is currently playing tennis. And I hope that Will Brinson didn't want anyone to tell anybody that, but he's playing tennis. He couldn't make it. Breach, when you're not on the podcast, what are you doing? I'm guessing it's not playing tennis. Well, the sad thing is that Brinson's actually playing tennis by himself. Uh, <laughs> doesn't even have a partner. He's just hitting it against the wall. Did not want to show up to talk about Urban Meyer. But Ryan Wilson and I, we troop through at all times, trudge through every podcast, uh, unlike Brenton, who plays tennis by himself. All right, so Urban Meyer is now officially the head coach of the Jaguars. Today is uh, Thursday, January 14th, and we're doing this at uh, about 9 p.m. Eastern time. It took a little while for him to, to, to sort of come to, the, to this to this be public and quote-unquote official because early in the morning we saw some various um, – Beat reporters tweeting about it, and it, it took a while, but here we are. So, Breach, what's your initial reaction to Urban Meyer, who's in his mid-50s, last coach at Ohio State in 2018, I believe, had to take time off because of health concerns, now jumping to the NFL where he's never coached. Extremely successful at Ohio State, extremely successful at Florida, Utah, Bowling Green before that. Uh, knows how to win football games, um, but he's coming into a situation in Jacksonville where they have the first pick. They have another pick in the first round. I think they have six picks in the first 100. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence, uh, but they have to sort out the coaching staff under Urban Meyer and, of course, the general manager situation. Uh, well, I would say the first reaction was good for Jacksonville. Look, I know we'll, we'll eventually talk about the track record of college coaches going to the NFL. It's all over the place. This is not guaranteed success. But if you are Jacksonville, the one thing you want to do here was make uh, a splashy hire of someone – who could potentially win you a national title. Because look, you you go through their history, their franchise history. They've existed since 1996. Uh, you know, the first coach was Tom Coughlin. But guess what? Before he went to Jacksonville, he was a Boston College coach. So they pulled from the college ranks, nothing big. Uh, you know, then Doug Marone, Gus Bradley. I think Mike Malarkey was in there. Those aren't sexy names, you know? So if you're Jacksonville, you want to get your, your fan base riled up you want to come at him with a big hire urban meyer is the guy you bring in someone who's won three national titles wildly successful in college everywhere he went bowling green i'm an urban meyer hipster i saw uh my ohio play urban meyer and bowling green in 2001 uh and then and on tv i didn't i wasn't at the game and then you know utah could have should have been the first non-bcs school to win a national title in 2004 undefeated with alex smith Florida, Ohio State. I mean, this is if you're Shad Khan, Jaguars owner, uh, this is a fantastic hire just from uh optics perspective. Yeah, so now the this the issue becomes well, first thing before we get to the front office and the coaching staff, he has the first overall pick. He has ties to Ohio State. We can already Ixnay breach that he ain't taking Justin Fields. Don't ask, <laughs> don't bring it up. 
if anyone does bring it up, ignore them. They are taking Trevor Lawrence. There's no, I mean, here's the thing. You go through the Jaguars career. You talked about Tom Coughlin being the first head coach. Their first sort of big quarterback was, was Mark Brunel. And yes, they drafted Blaine Gabbert and yes, they drafted uh, Blake Bortles and yes, they, they drafted Byron Leftwich, but they haven't had a true franchise they had, quarterback. They had David Garrard in there, I think. David Garrard, who was a day three pick, I believe, but he certainly played for a few years and, and, you know, got the team to the playoffs, but they haven't had sustained success at, at franchise quarterback. They ain't taking Justin Fields. So nip that in the bud. So now that in terms of the, the front office, Trent Balky has been the interim GM. I'm not sure if that's his title, but he's taken over for Dave Caldwell in that capacity. Um, uh, we've heard reports that he may end up getting the, the full time gig. Our buddy, Jason Lockham for has also mentioned. Guys like Scott Pioli, our colleague at, at CBS Sports, who was the former Chiefs GM. Before that, he worked with the Patriots. Former Browns GM Ray Farmer has been mentioned. And my lasting memory of Ray Farmer is him texting from up in the booth and getting in trouble and suspended for it when he's at the Browns. Um, so those are names to watch. I think Balky has the inside track, according to, to some reports. We shall see. And then, of course, the coaching staff. Because one of the concerns breaches is that um, coaches currently under contract aren't going anywhere if they're making lateral moves. So then he has to figure out who can he hire that's available. Um, let me see who mentioned this. I don't know if it was, it might have been, yeah, Jeremy Fowler at ESPN mentioned Scott Linehan has emerged as a prime candidate for Jack's O coordinator. Uh, he and Todd Archer broke that, but you know, he was at LSU last year. That didn't work out. LSU had a tough year. And I think Linehan's been sort of up and down as an OC throughout his career. Um, uh, and then maybe some college guys may follow Urban. Uh, to the NFL as well. It, how important is it to get the sort of coordinator job? Cause we, you know, every time we do a podcast, we talk about these coaching hires. So Urban can motivate people, but how important is it to get the, the coordinator gigs right? Especially with Trevor Lawrence being the rookie quarterback. Yeah, that is huge, especially when you have never coached at the NFL at all. This isn't like, uh, he had some assistant coaching experience in the NFL. He kind of saw how things worked. He has no idea. He's been, he's going to be thrown into the fire here. And what a smart coach does is you surround yourselves with people who at least know what they're doing. No, you know, Scott Lanahan is probably not a sexy name, but Urban Meyer is going to have a lot of say in what goes on with that offense. So what you do want is a guy who's been there, who has run an NFL offense, who's been in charge of an NFL offense. And so that's why someone like Scott Linehan would make sense. You know, Urban Meyer is the executive. He's the guy in charge. And so I don't think you worry too much about the names per se. If you're a Jacksonville fan, you worry more about Urban Meyer putting NFL minds around him because that's the one thing he doesn't have. He's inexperienced at the NFL level. We've seen wildly successful college coaches fail in the NFL. You know, we Nick Saban only lasted two seasons in Miami, went 17 and 15. So if you're Urban Meyer, you just say – I don't know what I don't know, and to fix that, I bring in uh, these NFL minds. And the thing is, it seems like he's going to be able to bring in anyone he wants because the one thing here is that notice that Jacksonville hired their head coach first. It usually goes the opposite route. We saw Detroit hire a general manager today uh, who will have now input in who the Lions hire as a head coach. Uh, the Falcons apparently have a candidate they're eyeing. And they're probably going to let him get in before they hire a head coach. Most teams go general manager, then head coach, not Jacksonville. I'm sure they said, all right, Urban, you get the final say here on who the general manager is because, you know, we're giving you all the power. Yeah, a couple things. You mentioned Nick Saban, and that points to the importance of having a quarterback because Nick Saban in 2006 went with Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. Drew Brees was injured. You get that, but you ain't winning in the NFL with no quarterback. 
Also, the recruiting advantage Nick Saban has, the recruiting advantage that Urban Meyer had, that goes out the window at the NFL level. But for the interim, they have a ton of draft picks. Um, we haven't talked about it, but they have, I don't think we have. They have more cap space than any team in the NFL heading into 2021. Um, and um, also, Urban's going to have a franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Here's what owner Shad Khan said on Thursday after this was made official. This is a great day for Jacksonville and Jaguar fans everywhere. Every Meyer is who we want and need, a leader, winner, champion who demands excellence and produces results. While Urban already enjoys a legacy in the game of football that few will uh, ever match, his passion for the opportunity in front of him here in Jacksonville is powerful and unmistakable. I'm proud to name Urban Meyer the new head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. Also worth noting, I mean, he worked right up the road uh, in Gainesville with the Gators, so he's familiar with that area as well. Urban Meyer went on to say, I've analyzed his decision from every angle. The time is right in Jacksonville, and the time is now for me to return to coaching. I'm excited about the future of this organization and our long-term prospects for success. So, Breach, he mentions long-term prospects for success. Urban Meyer, because of his um, medical history in terms of having to leave the game because of, um, I don't know what the exact diagnosis is, but he's had medical issues. How long-term can we expect that long-term success to be in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Right, and that's a great question because, look, his last two jobs at Florida, at Ohio State, why they end? Uh, because of health issues and whatever issues that he decided he had to call it quits. Uh, and, you know, after he left Ohio State, he literally came out after the Rose Bowl that year, and he's like, I'm not going to coach again. I don't believe I'm ever going to coach again. And now here we are two years later, he's coaching again. So if you're Jacksonville, I have to feel, and I'll be interested to see like the length of his contract, the amount of money involved here. You know, there was those a speculation that he was asking for upwards of twelve million dollars per year. Um, you know, if you're Shad Khan, you're not giving someone twelve million dollars per year unless you have some sort of assurance that they're going to last more than uh, two or three years. If you're giving them a five year deal, and all of a sudden after three years, Urban Meyer's burnt out because he wasn't ready for just how difficult the NFL was going to be. That's a problem. Um, but I do think this will be something where, uh, he either lasts two years and says, pulls the Nick Saban, just like the NFL is not for me. This was not a good idea. Or he's there like 10 years till he's 65, 66 and then just retires. So I, I think it's going to go one of two ways. I don't think there's going to be any in between. It is going to be a, I don't know why I took an NFL job. This was dumb or B. He ends up being successful in the NFL. He turns into Jimmy Johnson, wins a Super Bowl in Jacksonville, uh, and retires after 10 years with the Jags. No, that's a good point because I could see, like, in two years, the Ohio State job, the Michigan job, <laughs> the Alabama job. Some job comes open, and he's like, hmm, that is a little easier than what I'm doing here. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about what this means for the Jaguars in the short term and the long term. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, Breach, I mentioned the ton of draft picks. Uh, let me go quickly through the guys that are good on this Jacksonville ro- roster. They have DJ Shark. They drafted LaVisca Chenault last year. They have James Robinson, the running back. On defense, they drafted Ke- Kevon Chason, Chason, excuse me, Josh Allen. 
uh, CJ Henderson. So they have a ton of young players. Jawan Taylor's the right tackle. They drafted in the second round a couple years ago. Uh, your guy, Tyler Eifert, God forbid I forget to mention his name, but they need a quarterback. So they're going to get their quarterback. They, they can draft another wide receiver or an offensive tackle or defensive tackle or a cornerback or whatever they want with their other, um, first round pick and, and fill a whole bunch of other needs early in the draft. What are the expectations in 2021 for this team? And what are the expectations three, three years from now? Where should this team be? Well, I mean, you remember we had the podcast where we ranked the open coaching jobs. You and Brinson had the Chargers at number one. I had Jacksonville at number one. And you kind of hit the nail on the head here with you just read off. They do have plenty of talent. Uh, the big thing they were missing is a franchise quarterback. They're going to get that franchise quarterback. Then they have another what, like 10 picks to work with on top of that in the draft. They have another first-round pick outside uh, the number one overall that they'll use on Trevor Lawrence. They have two second-round picks. I mean, they can fill every single hole on that roster. I, and, and now the Urban Myers building this team, all of a sudden it feels like he could turn this team into a threat by next year. By the way, Breach, know? 70-something million in cap space. They could go out and get Trent uh, Williams. Um, or, let me read. Pete Prisco's tweet real quick, if I have it up. Yeah, so Pete tweet, tweeted this earlier today uh, on, on Thursday. Jaguars can sign Leonard Williams out of the for the Giants, sign someone like Trent Williams, draft Lawrence, take Christian Barmer, who's a, who's a deepest tackle out of Alabama, take a tight end in the second round or a left tackle if they don't get either one in, in free agency and draft a, a speedy wide receiver. So those are some of the things you can do in free agency as well. Was Pete, like, uh, jockeying for the Jaguars – GM job right now? Is that you were not the first on? person to say that. That's, that's he, what that he, felt like. And he said he like he, he might be willing to do it. Well, we got Barton Simmons at Vanderbilt now, so yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe Prisco ends up as Jacksonville's GM. And then we got an insider. He doesn't return my text anyway, so it's not like that would help. No, I, here's the thing. Like, Barton wore a, a suit and tie for his photo with Vandy that when they announced it on Thursday. Pete doesn't know how to tie a tie, so he can't, <laughs> he can't be a general manager. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that – the AFC South is one of those divisions that if you have any talent, I feel like any team could win it every year. I mean, we were talking about the Texans. People thought the Texans could win the division. They won four games. You know, that doesn't happen often where you think a team that is projected to possibly win the division, or at least compete for the division title, only wins four games. And so if he builds the right roster, there's no reason they can't win. And how loaded is this division now? You have Frank Reich in the Colts. You have Mike Vrabel, another Ohio State guy, uh, coaching the Titans. And now all the pressure's on the Texans because if they don't make a big hire, they're going to look stupid, uh, even though they kind of already look a little silly. Uh, Let me ask you this. Would you rather be a Texans fan or, or a Jaguars fan right now? Oh, if I was a Texans fan, I would trade all my stuff in for Jacksonville stuff. That is how much I'd rather be a Jaguars fan right now. I feel like, I mean, I don't know if we have, uh, I can't, William Hill can't have odds yet for win totals for next year, but I feel like the Jaguars might be higher than the Texans. Or is that too I, much? I would be surprised. I mean, the Texans have a lot of holes to plug. They don't have a lot of draft picks or cap space to do it with. And, you know, I think the big thing with Jacksonville is obviously none of us know how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be as good as players are, you know, once in a generation talents, whatever. A lot of them still struggle their rookie year. So is he going to, if he comes out and has a Justin Herbert year, they could come out and win eight or nine games next year, but if he comes yeah. out and looks like, uh, Josh Rosen, Mason he won't. Rudolph, yeah. Mason Rudolph, you know, just where he kind of struggles through, he's not used to it yet, then maybe they're only a, a four or five win team. So it's, it's a lot of it's going to come with Trevor Lawrence, but man, this team, you said three years, I could see them having won at least one division title three years from now, maybe two. 
They should. And, and Pete, you know, who lived in Jacksonville for a long time, said if by 2022 they're not competitive, then something's gone horribly wrong. And that could be back to your point about, yeah, two and gone. Urban Meyer's like, yeah, I've, I've washed my hands of this. I'm moving on. But there's no better situation for a coach like Urban Meyer to come into. Probably even better than the Chargers, which I had as my number one team because of Justin Herbert and, and the playmakers. And I think they're in a decent cap situation. But, um, yeah, the Jaguars, I feel like are in great shape. The Texans are going in the exact wrong direction. And uh, I'm trying to think. The Colts have to make some decisions about Phillip Rivers. And the Titans, they're in, they're in pretty good shape. They have to fix that defense, but I mean, they're, I don't think they're that far off. I think Ryan Tannehill's still got another four or five years left in him. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this breach? Well, I was just going to say real quick, we're talking about the, how long Urban might last that two years would be the nightmare scenario, but not completely, uh, crazy to say, cause it's not just saving that only lasted two years. We saw, uh, Greg Schiano only lasted two years yeah. in the NFL, went back to Rutgers. Lane Kiffin lasted less than two years. Thanks, got, Al Davis. Got dumped halfway through his second season. Uh, Bobby Petrino left a note in the locker room and said, peace out, guys, before he didn't even make it. I mean, granted, that was a, a crazy, crazy set of circumstances with Michael Vick getting arrested before the season. But even Mike Zimmer, you know, Vikings, he was the, on the Falcons coaching staff in 2007 says, uh, Petrino's an a-hole, you know, like he hates him that much for how that all went down. And so we've seen some college coaches have some ugly endings in the NFL. So there's no guarantee, uh, that he is going to be successful. But then you have guys like Jimmy Johnson, won three Super Bowls, Jim Harbaugh, three straight NFC title games. Uh, you could throw Pete Carroll in there, but he was an NFL coach before he became a college coach. So he was, I wouldn't really call him a college NFL guy. Uh, you know, and Chip Kelly, had yeah. an ugly ending, uh, but he jumped in head first and won 10 games his first two seasons. If, if Urban Meyer won 10 games his first two seasons, each of his first two seasons with Jacksonville, he would win coach of the year. Right. Yeah. Um, Chip Kelly was running the mile and he ran the first hundred meters at 45 <laughs> miles an hour and then his shoes <laughs> fell off. <laughs> so, uh, final question. We'll get out of here. Grade the, the hire for, for the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, as opposed to whoever else was out there. I give it an A minus. You want the CEO type. Urban Meyer is the ultimate CEO type. Well, it will translate what he, his success in college translate to the NFL. We do not know. Uh, but you got a big name, proven guy who is successful. And you know what? He is a name Jacksonville fans recognize and can get excited about. I think they're going to sell a lot of tickets if people can actually go to games. They're going to have Urban Meyer. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence and they're going to be fun to watch. A minus. I'm, I'm down with that as well. As I saw, um, one Jacksonville radio host tweet out, he said the Jaguars' last game in 2020 was Doug Marone and Mike Glennon was the starting quarterback, and now they're going to go to Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. I think that's a slight upgrade. <laughs> so a lot of expectations for Jacksonville. That's it for the Pick 6 Podcast. Tweet at Will Brinson. Ask him how his tennis game went and how short his little white shorts are when he plays. Otherwise, we'll be back soon to talk about more football stuff. <laughs>